Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Hello, I'm Ken Rundle and with me is Mark Tucker, Head of Agronomy with Yara. We're focusing on wheat and oilseed rape this time as we look to maximize yield and make the best use of the nitrogen available for that next application. Mark, I read that analysis by the Yield Enhancement Network, something we featured in a recent podcast, is showing dry, warm winters have a positive influence on yield. That would seem to fit this season's weather in many places, but how are the crops looking? Yeah, no, absolutely, Ken. Then going around the country and up and down and across, um, then things at the moment looking very, very encouraging. And I think we are seeing the benefit out there in the field of that warm mild rain that we've had over the winter period not excessive for most Um, and that's showing very much in the field with good biomass crops that are out there and we know that and the yield enhancement network as you point out has highlighted that um, achieving biomass in the crop is sort of 80 percent of the way there towards yield attainment so with what we're looking at out there then um, things look well which is really encouraging And I think that also goes well in the sense of um, high biomass above ground usually is very much reflecting what's going on below ground. So we've got good root systems, which means that we've got good nitrogen utilisation, nutrient uptake coming from those roots into the crop. So I think, yeah, really in a very good position. Although I think I should stress that in the northeast of Scotland, or it's been particularly dry this this April, and uh, in fact there's warnings out about bushfires here. So, um, you know, the crops are looking great and trip up in that neck of the woods, but uh, its soils are very very dry. Yes, and I, I'd agree. Just looking at the sort of most recent forecast, there doesn't look to be a lot of rain in the forecast as well. So that's something that growers need to be thinking about and just keeping our, their eye out because. Crops can look very good, but they can also start to change rapidly as sort of conditions vary. So really keeping an eye out on them and just monitoring them is going to be critical just to get them through these next um, few weeks if rain isn't in the forecast. Well, that's the husbandry side. What about the market aspirations at the moment, given the tragedy in Ukraine? uh, That must have an influence on any decisions about going for yield or milling wheat premiums, for example. Yes, I think we've, you know, when we think back, we've had an incredibly sort of volatile season and being vigilant with everything that's going on is really critical. Um, Right back from our webinars and podcasts in the autumn through to now, then we've been sort of really emphasising that need to think about um, each decision as it comes along, be very appropriate with that, never a more important word I think there again appropriate so that we bear in mind what is sort of happening in the market and when I look out there and see that nine tons a hectare of wheat or or three and a half tons a hectare of oilseed is now worth close to two and a half thousand pounds a hectare which now starts to make some yeah again it puts another equation into the final decisions that we make I think it's important as well just to just to remind ourselves that those early decisions we made just the turn of Christmas then have really started to pay dividends now with the the nitrogen that went on with the first application. Anyone that slightly delayed that, you know, is perhaps looking at crops that aren't quite so forward, but those early end applications just standing out at the moment in the field. 
It's in, yeah, all the numbers uh, are that much bigger than we're used to, both inputs and outputs. And it's worth remembering both of those when you're trying to make your calculations and your, and your decisions. Absolutely. So what are the options as far as maximizing the benefits of the next end application of concern? Yeah, I think the first and foremost is to, you know, make a real rational decision. And um, a book that I've always um, read and thought highly of was The Chimp Paradox. And I think there's never a more appropriate time to try and make sure our chimp brain, as described in that book, doesn't make all the decisions because they can be pretty irrational and illogical. Um, so really do sit down, um, do the maths, because when we think back, the NOPT, at the turn of Christmas was closer to that 150, 160 kilograms of man a hectare. But with the price movements in the market, with the crop value particularly, then it has moved back up towards that 190 kilograms of man a hectare now. So it's just being flexible and bringing that back into the decision around what is the appropriate sort of nitrogen application to be making. Now, many of these crops would have had their first anywhere from 70 to 150 perhaps kilograms of N, depending on the, the farm, the site. So there'll either be a decision to be made around that second dressing in terms of how much you go with. Um, all that will have been done and it will be now be moved on to the third dressing. And I think that third dressing is the critical one again in terms of how we think about that. Um, that itself, that third dressing, that is the one that will take us up to the optimum um, yield. So we're looking to take us up to that sort of nine, 10 ton crops, hopefully, or even bigger in some cases. And it will typically add that 0.4 of a ton a hectare. Um, so it's that decision that's going to be critical in terms of if you've sold your grain forward and you know the value of that, then you're in a better place to perhaps think about what the value of that crop that extra yield is worth then relative to how much you've paid for your nitrogen or whether you've got some more nitrogen um, to buy. So that those sort of mathematical decisions need to be made um, now as we move forward. And in terms of knowing you're having some kind of certainty in terms of these calculations, I mean, some farmers will be with the, the rise in prices are going to be tempted to wait to sell on the spot market rather than sell forward. Obviously, everybody's got to make their own decisions, but any comments on that from your perspective? Yeah, I think you're, you're in a slightly weaker scenario there because you are a little bit sort of playing the market there. So if you like, the decision is slightly harder, but I think it's still worth, you know, we've got the calculators there on the website um, where you can put some numbers in and just start to play around with the values that you're looking at. So, yeah, I'd encourage growers to go to the websites that are out there. Ours, just look for fertilizer calculators on the web there. And you can then just put some of the numbers that are appropriate for your own farm into that. And it will give you the optimum and some values there to, to look at in terms of what the risk versus reward might be. Um, I think to add to the discussion then, we're starting to move towards that sort of May growth stage 37 window. And that's when the foliar nitrogen start to come into play as well as options for the farmer to think about. So some will have bought some foliar nitrogen, others may still be looking at that in, in terms of an option. But it is certainly something early research is showing that there is some um, benefit to be had there with the foliar route. Um, now in terms of how to think about it then 
from our own work, then we're talking typically of five to one replacement values there. So in other words, if a farmer has been using 40 kilograms of nitrogen a hectare, then if he uses a foliar product um, towards sort of that final dressing, then that would be eight kilograms of N as a foliar root. So that would be the sort of numbers to think about. But again, I would emphasize, and we've said it before, that that foliar nitrogen can give you very, very high nitrogen use efficiency above 100%. And nitrogen doesn't come from come for free anywhere. It's either built up in that soil bank over the rotation, use of cover crops, manures, etc. So when you start to move above 100% nitrogen use efficiency, then you are eroding or, or mining some of that soil nitrogen bank. So it just needs careful thought. And as long as you're aware of that and that you have a strategy which maintains soil fertility over the rotation, then you won't put yourself at risk. But if you don't, then obviously you can be in an exhaustive type approach where you're mining that soil nitrogen and value. But the foliar ends are something really to be sort of now starting to think about in terms of what role they could play. Although there's an infrastructure thing to take into account there, infrastructure issues to take into account. Yeah, I mean, that obviously, the foliar roots then take you down, um, putting extra products through the sprayer. Um, if you then take the foliar route for, and we're now sort of moving into that milling week discussion, then if you're looking at foliar nitrogens to achieve the milling premium, then again, that can be logistical where you're using high volumes um, of typically products like Yara's Newfall, there so if you're not used to handling liquids then that can be a, a more sort of a logistical challenge there if you're on a liquid system and typically running with that already then you'll be very aware of, of what that means but i think that milling wheat premium is now a decision as well to be thinking about typically it's that the premium is going to be around um 225 pounds a hectare there and at the moment putting in 40 kilograms of nitrogen a hectare either as that foliar route or through the solid route, then you're going to be investing around £100 a hectare to do that. So there's still a good return on it um, if you are really wanting to try and drive for that premium milling wheat market. Um, I'm using £25 a tonne premium there to do that calculation. You mentioned earlier, uh, going to the website, are there any particular tools you, you're suggesting farmers look at to help them make their choices? You know, I think again we've we've as a company Yara put the tools out there and tester at farm um, for free use this year for the farmer and again those really come into their own at this sort of later stage where we can be using the end tester to monitor the crops and see how its um, nitrogen uptake is either increasing or stable and if we monitor that through to the flowering time then we can get a real good handle on the nitrogen status and how that can inform a decision in terms of whether we push for more yield or push for a milling premium so yeah again would urge the um to make use of that technology if you haven't got an end tester then you can also send samples off for analysis so the flag leaf off for analysis and see what the percent nitrogen is in there Again, we're wanting targeted or targeting around four to four and a half percent there. So we can then send that off. That would also give an indication of other nutrient status as well. So again, use that technology, the analysis of the crop to help inform that decision.
and uh, again keep the chimp brain um, quietly tucked away and make some rational decisions. Well, we focused recently on cereals. What have you got to say about oilseed rape? Because it's been grown more widely again this season. Yeah, and there's some really good-looking sort of well-flowering crops out there now. And as you drive by, then you just have to look and see that that's, you know, hopefully some some good yields there, potential worth over that two thousand pound a hectare. Um, so, and again, we're really getting to that point where we've built the canopy; it's flowering. And the oilseed crop is renowned for putting yield on very late in its growth. So seed fill, pod fill, all that happens in the last two or three weeks of its life. So the canopy duration and keeping that canopy greener for longer is really fundamental for just sort of tweaking out that last third of a tonne of hectare. And that's what our work shows over the years, 0.33 tonnes a hectare coming from keeping that crop greener for longer just through a, some late applications of foliar nutrition there again we're talking about products like um, yara's new if you've been used to handling liquids or again you can use the aravita crop lift as another sort of nutrient source there just to keep the canopy greener for longer and again it's not about total yield that's extra third of a ton so even if it's a two-ton crop or a three-ton crop that 0.33 of a ton of hectare is still worth the same money. So again, typically £229 a hectare at the moment. And to get that, you'll be investing around £100 a hectare. So some extra profit there to be made. Um, yeah, just looking after that crop right through to harvest. Well, it's time to sum up, Mark Tucker. So what do you want farmers to take away from this podcast? What are your key points to remember? Yeah, I think, again, sort of key key points, really. Make use of the technology that's there and trust in it to help inform those last decisions. Um, secondly, yeah, again, do the maths. So really think about what your farm scenario is. Have you sold the crop? Haven't you? What are the values looking like? Have you bought nitrogen or not? So do the maths um, to really make a rational decision. Um, and then make sure, yeah, especially if we're going into a dry period, just make sure that all of those nutrients are covered to keep that crop ticking through perhaps stress periods. Um, so, yeah, really make sure that we don't let other things prevent that yield attainment that we're all sort of looking to achieve now. Thanks, Mark. Well, this time we've concentrated on wheat and oilseed rape. Next time it's forage maize I'll be looking at. Join me, Ken Rundle, for that in a couple of weeks' time when I'll be with Philip Cosgrave. Speak to you then. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.